Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of therandyreport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. In this week's headlines, the Trump campaign claims that Donald is, quote, the most pro-gay president in American history. But don't fall for that. A federal court rules in favor of a gay couple granting their daughter her legal U.S. citizenship. An LGBTQ icon gets honored in her home state, and out singer-songwriter Nico drops his newest single dedicated to his partner. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. As Americans took in the two major political parties' national conventions, Donald Trump's campaign attempted to woo LGBTQ voters by having his former ambassador to Germany, openly gay Richard Grinnell, tout the Trump administration's phony campaign to decriminalize homosexuality around the world. But activists say voters shouldn't fall for it. One of the administration's few moves that gets repeatedly brought up to the LGBTQ community is the announcement made in January 2019 to end the criminalization of homosexuality worldwide. Grinnell was trotted out in a video recently in which he claimed Trump is, quote, the most pro-gay president in American history, end quote. But with little actually done, much less accomplished, LGBTQ human rights advocates are speaking out. First, Graeme Reed, director of the LGBT rights program at Human Rights Watch, recently told the Daily Beast, quote, The decriminalization campaign is smoke and mirrors. The U.S. opposed criminalization long before President Trump took office. And saying people shouldn't be imprisoned for being LGBT is the bare minimum of what the U.S. should be doing, not a bold endeavor, end quote. Other LGBTQ advocates noted that the campaign has really not done much of anything besides hold a couple of meetings. Julie Dorff of the Council of Global Equality called the so-called decriminalization campaign nothing more than a series of self-promoting Twitter photos. She said, There's never been any Trump administration decriminalization plan, no new funding to support the local LGBTQ activists who are actually working in those countries on decriminalization. GLAD CEO Sarah Kate Ellis says ending the criminalization of LGBTQ people is an urgent and a monumental task, but former Ambassador Grinnell and the Trump administration have failed to announce actual resources or plans to accomplish this. According to the Human Dignity Trust, 72 countries and jurisdictions currently criminalize homosexuality. Since the announcement of Grinnell's campaign was made, two countries— Botswana and Gabon have decriminalized homosexuality. However, Gabon criminalized homosexuality in the summer of 2019 after Grinnell's announcement and then decriminalized it a year later. Botswana's decriminalization occurred in June 2019 and was actually the result of a high court decision from a lengthy legal battle that began several years before. 
Trump said in 2019 he didn't even know about the campaign to decriminalize homosexuality, and the fact of the matter is his administration has arguably undermined efforts to promote LGBTQ equality around the world. For example, the Trump administration worked to rewrite international human rights law to emphasize religious freedom over LGBTQ equality. It stacked a human rights committee with anti-LGBTQ activists and made it more difficult for transgender refugees to obtain asylum in the U.S. Plus, under Donald Trump, the U.S. has sent away LGBTQ people seeking asylum in the U.S. to countries with fewer protections for them. And it's banned U.S. embassies from flying the rainbow flag during Pride Month. And speaking of LGBTQ rights on an international level, a federal court in Atlanta recently ruled that Simone Mize Gregg, a two-year-old born through a surrogate in England to a gay couple, is in fact a U.S. citizen who deserves a U.S. passport, despite a refusal by the Trump administration's State Department. Simone is the daughter of Derek Mize and Jonathan Gregg, two American-born citizens who got married in the U.S. in 2015. A friend in England served as the surrogate mother for their child, and Simone was born in 2018 in London. While preparing taxes in 2019, the couple needed a social security number to claim their daughter as a dependent. When they visited a U.S. embassy to get a consular record of her birth abroad, they watched about 20 heterosexual couples in similar situations get the same paperwork that they had. But after three hours of invasive questioning, their child was declared as a non-U.S. citizen. Her birth was considered, quote, out of wedlock because her biological parents, the surrogate mother and one of the dads, weren't married to each other, even though her actual fathers were. The State Department's handling of the case was needlessly cruel and furthered no compelling government interest. According to Immigration Equality, one of the organizations that filed a lawsuit against the State Department on the father's behalf. The State Department doesn't put heterosexual parents through the same sort of questioning, even if they've used a surrogate. Nor does the department question a child's genetic relationship or perform paternity tests when the case involves heterosexual parents. In a statement about his court victory, Derek Mize said, We are so relieved that the court has recognized our daughter Simone as the U.S. citizen she has been since the day she was born. When we brought Simone into this world as married, same-sex parents, we never anticipated our own government would disrespect our family and refuse to recognize our daughter as a U.S. citizen. It's unclear whether the State Department will appeal the ruling like it did in the somewhat similar case of Kesem Kavidi, the daughter of two Israeli-born men who became naturalized U.S. citizens. Some good news. The city of Anchorage, Alaska has banned so-called conversion therapy on minors. Following two days of hearings, the Assembly of Alaska's largest city approved an ordinance by a vote of 9-2 to two that prohibits medical professionals from subjecting LGBTQ youth to the dangerous practice of trying to change their sexuality or gender identity. The Trevor Project worked with Assembly members to help pass the ordinance. Sam Brenton, the Trevor Project's Vice President of Advocacy and Government Affairs, applauded the action, saying in a statement, According to data from the Trevor Project's new national survey, LGBTQ youth who underwent conversion therapy 
reported more than twice the rate of attempting suicide in this past year compared to those who did not. From Alaska to Maine, the Trevor Project is working in cities and counties across the country to protect LGBTQ young people from this dangerous and discredited practice, end quote. However, I will note that the ban isn't perfect. The new ordinance only applies to licensed doctors and therapists. Clergy members and parents are exempt from the ban. Anchorage is the first city in Alaska to ban conversion therapy. In doing so, it established the state as the 40th in the United States where some jurisdiction has taken action against the practice, which has been denounced by the American Psychological Association, the American Pediatric Association, the American Medical Association, and almost all major medical groups. Currently, 20 states and dozens of cities have banned its use on minors. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit handed down a victory to transgender man Gavin Grimm in his five-year legal battle against his former school board's transphobic policies, blocking high school students from using bathrooms matching their gender identity. The court ruled that trans students are protected by Title IX of the 1972 Education Amendments Act, which prohibits educational discrimination on the basis of sex and the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment to the Constitution, which also prohibits unequal treatment under the law. Grimm's battle began in 2014, when his then-high school principal allowed him to use the boys' bathroom at his school for two months without incident. But when parents later found out, they complained to the Gloucester County School Board of Virginia, and the board declared that Grimm and other trans students should use a school unisex bathroom instead. Grimm sued in 2015 and was set to be heard by the U.S. Supreme Court in 2017, but the court sent the case back to the district court following the Trump administration's change to Obama-era guidance on Title IX allowing trans students to use bathrooms matching their gender identity. Then on August 9, 2019, a federal court ruled in Grimm's favor, saying that the school board had wrongly discriminated against him. The school board appealed the decision to the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals on September 3, 2019, and that court essentially ruled the same as the lower court. It's unclear if the school board will now appeal the decision to the U.S. Supreme Court. But if it does, the board may find the nation's highest court prepared to rule against them. Because this year, in June, the Supreme Court ruled that an employer who fires an individual merely for being gay or transgender violates Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which outlaws discrimination on the basis of sex. Doctors in France have discovered a new strain of the HIV-1 virus that's resistant to PrEP, or pre-exposure prophylaxis, the common drug treatment prescribed to prevent transmission of the disease. According to a new article published in The Lancet, doctors first discovered the strain in a 23-year-old gay Frenchman in 2019. Even though he was on PrEP and tested negative in June of that year, he tested positive for HIV that September. Doctors then began investigating the new strain of virus and identified it in a 54-year-old man from the same area in the southern region of France. 
Doctors in France continued to study the new strain and cautioned the public against panic over the discovery. Professor Pierre Delabelle, head of the Infectious Diseases Department at Toulouse University Hospital, told the French magazine Tetu, quote, The real discovery is that this strain is known to have been passed on and to be resistant to PrEP. He added that there is no wide distribution of this strain. It forces us to be on the alert, to be vigilant on its evolution in order to control it, but he also noted that the new strain doesn't reproduce as readily due to the mutation. Still, doctors in France and Spain have begun a broad search for any other HIV patients carrying the new strain of the virus. Since the two patients documented as having the mutation don't know each other, scientists know there's at least one person out there carrying the new strain. The professor says the risk of the strain spreading is low, especially since the two patients have agreed to use a condom during their next sexual encounters, and that it's easy to spot this strain during screening. I'll note, this isn't the first time doctors have discovered a PrEP-resistant strain of HIV. PrEP failure has been documented in a few very rare cases of HIV infection. That said, PrEP remains the most effective method of prevention against the spread of HIV. For the LGBTQ community, there are a number of figures that are pivotal to our history, and one of them is now getting much-deserved recognition. Trailblazing transgender activist and civil rights pioneer Marsha P. Johnson is receiving a statue in her hometown of Elizabeth, New Jersey. The County of Union last week announced with Johnson's family a monument is going to be built in her honor on the Freedom Trail near Elizabeth City Hall. In October, the Union County Office of LGBTQ Affairs will be inviting the public to participate in the planning of the project in partnership with both Johnson's family and local elected leaders. Marsha P. Johnson was born in Elizabeth, New Jersey, and graduated from Thomas A. Edison High School. She was also a founding member of the Gay Liberation Front and served as a co-founder for the Street Transvestite Action Revolutionaries. Johnson modeled for Andy Warhol and was known as the unofficial Mayor of Christopher Street in Greenwich Village. For more about Johnson's life, check out the brilliant 2017 Netflix documentary, The Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson. The one and only Cher helped to raise $2 million for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's campaign during an LGBTQ virtual fundraiser this week. The Oscar winner and LGBTQ activist headlined the fundraiser, which was also attended by gay politicians including Congressman David Cicilline of Rhode Island, U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin, and Pete Buttigieg, the former mayor of South Bend, Indiana, who was also a candidate for the Democratic presidential nomination. Buttigieg, who made history as the first gay major party candidate to win delegates and appear on a national debate stage, introduced the icon by saying, I am the only thing between hundreds of prominent LGBTQ activists and Cher. The former mayor lauded Cher for having inspired millions with her music and with her advocacy. He then referenced her hit song, Believe, which has become a gay anthem addressing the crowd. He said, so ask yourself, do you believe in life after Trump? Cher told the audience she'd known Joe Biden for nearly 14 years when she invited herself to his office. She told the crowd, He thinks he invited me, but I really invited myself. 
I saw a speech Joe had given, and it was love at first speech. So I went to his office to grill him, and I asked him really pointed questions. And unlike most politicians, Joe actually listened to me and cared about what I had to say. He was honest and kind and smart. She added, Joe is smart enough, he's kind enough, he's strong enough. I also know that the person, woman, man, camera, TV, and the White House is an idiot. I mean it. No, the guy's really an idiot. The legendary performer, whose transgender son Chaz Bono is a trailblazing actor in his own right, touched on Trump's anti-trans policies that include banning trans people from serving in the military and abolishing anti-discrimination protections for trans people in the healthcare system and in homeless shelters. Biden, who appeared earlier in the live stream, told the audience that he is prioritizing signing the Equality Act into law within 100 days as president. If passed, the law would amend the Civil Rights Act to prohibit discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity in areas of employment, housing, public accommodations, public education, federal funding, credit, and the jury system. Biden also spoke about his history with Cher, saying that she, quote, first supported us way back in the winter when it took some guts to do so. Fortunately, guts are something Cher has in abundance. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would share with your friends. I like to think of The Randy Report as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. I'm going to close out this episode with the latest from out singer-songwriter Nico. The new track, titled Try, is a romantic, intimate anthem dedicated to his partner. With dreamy synth tracks and soft beats, Nico shares an autobiographical story about overcoming obstacles and finding his love. Thanks for listening, folks. Please remember, wash your hands a lot, practice social distancing, and take care of yourselves. See you next time. Been a lot of places, wearing different faces. I put up walls and you see through them with the best intentions coming down my mind. I run from love, but not this time. Cause I don't wanna live a life. On my own at night I'm just trying to figure out There's so much I want to see That I want to see So I'll try Try Nothing really matters Now that we've got each other I'll try Try We're still less forever So I'll write it Just try to
I'll try.